Hello and welcome along to another episode of Full Kit Banter. Um, unfortunately, we are just a two-man show today. Uh, BK couldn't make it, but as per episode one, I am joined again by Yushin. And boy, did we have a fascinating weekend of football. And I know a lot of people will be expecting us to talk about that uh, big Liverpool-Chelsea clash first. But while we will get to that, there's another game and another team that I would like to turn my attention to. And that revolves around Manchester United. And I don't know if you saw that match, Yushin, but I just wanted to get your thoughts about not only the result, but that result means to Man U and... I guess, all the drama that's going on behind the scenes at Old Trafford. Yeah, I did watch the full match and to be honest, I wasn't that surprised about the result. Yeah, if you remember the previous episode, uh, the three of us expected United to have a really tough game and BK actually predicted a United loss. What was it? 3-1, right? 3-1. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I remember saying on the, the podcast that United they weren't ready for the season yep and Palace actually they look really good and if Palace didn't get anything from the game I would feel that they would have been very hard done by because United didn't really look good at Mm -hmm. all yep if we can talk about the three goals that United conceded the first goal was just a simple pass across the box and I think it was Lindelof that didn't follow his marker, which was yeah, uh, they, they were all over the place. I think I think it started yeah, yeah. started with Fosu Mensa, who I'm not even sure. God. Yeah, like he got he got done um at right back. Someone ran behind him, and then at that point, Lindelof and Maguire were playing catch up. Yeah, Fosu Mensa got run ragged by Jeffrey Schlapp. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, United's right side. It was a uh, Dan James. Ozu Menza and Lindelof, they were atrocious. It's a, such a B tech right side. I exactly it's ridiculous. And they're tra- like, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you could really see that they missed Juan Bizaka. He was on the bench. I don't think he was match fit for the game. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone was match fit for the game. Rashford was was Marcus Trashford. Oh. Pogba didn't look like he was interested. Bruno, Bruno was their best player, but he was. You could see they were trying to do too much because no one was helping him. Yep. Then James ran around like a hitless chicken. Lindelof was terrible. Luke Shaw looked like he gained 10 kilograms. Luke Shaw, not only did he look like he gained 10 kilos, he looked like he grew 10 years older, man. He Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was... Yeah, it, it's, so, it's so common in Fuki Banter. Whenever you big someone up, they just throw in an extremely atrocious <laughs> performance in the next spot. I mean... it's. It's a common occurrence now. Where do we go from here? I mean, I'm genuinely not trying to wreck on United. I hope people listening to this understand. I don't want this. Part of me does, but we're trying to be fair here. But I'm sure even the most diehard United fan can agree that that performance... I had some friends who were United fans. We were playing um, GTA Online before before the game. And at halftime, they were just like, guys, uh, should we hop back online? They were done. And that was the first half. It, things only got worse from then then on. United were bad in the first half and they were equally as bad in the second half. Uh, <laughs> worst performer of the night has to be Lindelof. I mean, that yeah. guy, 
has been one of the most overrated defenders in Premier League history, I feel. I can't believe I thought he was one of the guys who <laughs> went the whole season without making a mistake. For anyone who watched oh. episode 1, um, Yushin put up a stat saying that two defenders had uh, gone the whole season without making a mistake that led to a goal. And one was actually one of them was actually Luke Shaw, but I thought yeah. one of them was Victor Lindelof. And with a performance like that, yeah, I I deserve I deserve to get slapped for even thinking he was anywhere near that level. I mean, what does Lindelof bring to the team? He is not that quick. He isn't good in the air. His match reading of the game is subpar. Uh, yeah, that's why I I always say that I felt that Bayi was the better partner for Maguire because he acts actual pace. Right. And he's good in the air, but the previous United managers don't seem to think. Same as I do. They all prefer Lindelof. So, it could be something attitude-wise. Other than that, I don't see why Lindelof should be the one partnering Maguire in uh, United's defence. Have United ever tried, like, going with a back three or something? Yeah, they did. And they are absolutely woeful. Because, <laughs> okay, Ole, Ole is a novice manager. He has very limited knowledge of tactics but he's been in the game for like 12 not 12 he's been around for a while a while a while a while like albeit in the Norwegian league but yeah I mean okay yeah let's let's stay on the defense yeah yeah Lampard and Ole they are very naive tactically but I would say that Lampard is just a little bit better in terms of uh, how to set a team up against uh, another team whereas Ole okay the thing about Alice right they are very good when they are playing in a low block yeah. and doing a counter attack and you can see that United struggled a lot whenever they play teams against a low block and this isn't going to help if you play a back three because you are essentially playing five defenders across and two holding midfielders and I don't really see how that would help United in attacking sense I mean they are already really bad Attacking-wise, before at the back. And I think the key factor is they really miss Nemanja Matic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. See, yeah. Oh, wait. I totally forgot about Scott McTominay. That was how bad he was in the game. My, my, okay, uh, like, I love how you brought up Matic. I'll let you get back to that point about McTominay. But I was just thinking about this the other day. United just signed Matic to a contract extension when very few people thought that A, he deserved one, and B, he was going to get it. But, okay, fair enough. He gets a contract extension because maybe he was doing a decent job in, in that uh, run-in when they were winning a lot of games. But then you don't even start him. So that just begs the question, what was the point? Is he there to mentor younger defensive players? Because I'm looking around and most of United's defensive players, bar like their, their fullbacks are, you know, a bit older so... I don't really understand that decision unless Solskjaer is maybe resting him for or something. I that that Matic decision is just baffling to me. Yeah, we, we don't really know what happened to Matic. He might have been match fit, but I don't know why Ole seems so adamant on playing McTominay as a DM when he's like you can see it from the match itself. He is not a DM. He doesn't have the positional sense to screen the back four to play it out from the back. McTominay plays in a box-to-box position, something like uh, in a position where Pogba plays, 
and I think Fred would have been the better choice as a CDM for that match. But like like I said, to reiterate my point, Ole is not very good yeah. in uh, his tactics, and I don't know why his he he just wants to force McTominay into the role that everyone can see is not fit for him. Yeah, I I I I totally agree that he. I mean, he's he's shown time and time again that he kind of doesn't really have a plan B when plan A doesn't go according to, to I'm using plan a lot it doesn't go according to plan but mm-hmm. and that plan A is pretty much relying on his PC forwards and, and hitting teams on the counter attack but there was none of that on, on on the weekend even with guys like Daniel James in the team and I mean I know we're, we're sticking a little bit with tactics but Dan James' biggest strength and attribute is his pace so I'm just wondering why they are playing as if he's one Mata. They are passing it to his feet. Where are the, the runs behind the back line? Granted, Palace were playing slightly deeper, but... I mean, it's not like Palace were parking the bus the whole game. I mean, if you want to dig up stats and all that, Palace had actually like a decent chunk of possession. Like They were, they were, they were mixing up the counter-attacks with Zaha and Ayu, and they were, they were playing possession... They were taking control of the midfield as well, so it's just examples like that which which kind of have me confused about what the game plan is with Man United. Yeah, it kind of shows that United really lack squad depth. I mean, this is why they have been chasing for Jadon Sancho's signature throughout the summer, and well, he's someone that Ole really wants, but he doesn't seem to have the backing of the board at the moment. I mean, you look at United squad, it's the depth is so thin. It's thinner than uh, Carl Walker's wallet after a <laughs> night at a sex brothel. L- look at the bench. They have no one that they can bring on to change the game. I mean, Mata is good creatively, but his legs have gone. I mean, okay, you're not gonna bring Fred to chase the game. They did bring on Van Der Beek, though. I mean, uh, if anything, okay. that was that was the one bright spot of the whole game. Yeah, but. Um, Vanderbeek doesn't get into United's eleven. That, I mean, who that, are you going to replace exactly, Paul Pogba? That was something I wanted to talk to you about. He yeah. is so similar. I, I'd say he's more similar to, to Pogba than um, Fernandez. Mm-hmm. But if you plan on playing just those three, you are there's no way that works in the Premier League. Every team worth their salt needs needs their anchorman, needs their water carrier, and none of those three can play that position nor would they want to do you see that yeah, did you see that needs... picture of Van Der Beek um, I think it was after Palace had scored and he was chilling on the bench the camera kind of lingered lingered on him for a few like seconds and he looked like it was just a very memeable look like he was just like oh boy oh shit here we go yeah, like, like what if I got myself exactly into, right? that, was the, that was the look so I don't know maybe if Pogba doesn't shape up do we dare? Would Ole dare? You know, drop a fit Pogba. But yeah, I, I completely agree. Van der Beek is a great player, but perhaps not the one that United pressingly needed. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I yeah. think we we have to back Ole up with uh, we have to back Ole up a little bit. I mean, yeah, mm. he, the difference between Ole and Lampard. Okay, if we bring it to last season. Both Chelsea and United finished on 66 points each, uh, and they were only separated on goal difference. But the difference in this season 
is that Lampard was actually backed by the board with signings that he wants, whereas Ole has only gotten Van Der Beek. And this kind of shows the ambition between two clubs. You can see that one club actually isn't really... They're not really happy with finishing fourth and and scrapping for a Champions League place every season. They actually want to go one step higher and challenge the big the big locks like uh, Liverpool and City. Whereas United, they just seem to be... They seem to be a little bit like Arsenal. I mean, I'm sure United fans of the past, they have been digging at Arsenal, saying that, mm. oh, you guys are just happy with the fourth the fourth place trophy and then you know fast forward a few years now they have been they actually celebrated uh, coming in third yeah and yeah the United board they don't seem to be ambitious enough to say okay or or you got us third place we're gonna back you up the signings that you want you want Sancho you get Sancho you want uh, a new defender you get a new defender you need a centre defensive mid to replace Matic in the future we'll get you one you need a striker in case Martial because we know Martial is prone to getting injuries. You need a yeah, if you need a, a striker to help back up Martial, we'll get you a striker. But you see, United have been linked to Jaden Sancho for seven weeks and recently it seems that Sancho isn't gonna leave Dortmund this season. And you you can see that Ole really has his his hands tied up. Yeah. And they're not really giving him the tools that he needs to succeed at United. No, and so I yeah, really I feel sorry for him. I agree. And yeah. I mean, I'm going to add on to that, but I mean, speaking of Sancho, I don't know if you saw his link-up play with Haaland over the weekend. That is going to be a very frightening partnership. And why would Sancho want to leave right now, especially to a club like United? I mean, United are the biggest club in England. Like, I, I said it, uh, even bigger than, than Liverpool, I'd say. But why would Sancho want to go to a club now that doesn't seem like it's reinvesting and he has an exciting project with Dortmund? Okay, fair enough. They, they're probably always going to be play, playing second fiddle to Bayern, but he's able to play alongside one of the most exciting young players such as himself in ha- Erling Haaland. I don't see okay. why he would decide to jump ship now. Okay, going back to the Sancho deal, yeah. I actually read that personal teams were agreed with Sancho, so I don't think it was I don't think money was an issue with Sancho. And looking at Sancho's personality, I think he, he could have actually gelled very well with players like uh, Rashford, Pogba, Lingard, Lingard yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. And I think playing for Man U, okay, even though they're not really the strong force that they were last season, they are still a very prestigious club to play for. No, I, I totally get but, that. I get that. Yeah, but what was a stumbling block is actually the price that United and Dortmund were actually negotiating at. Dortmund actually wanted 108 mil plus add-ons, which I think is a really fair for, I, I would say air quote generational talent like Jaden Sancho mm. I mean you're gonna if you're gonna pay 100 you're gonna pay that amount for a 20 year old guy who is dubbed you know the future star of England it's actually really cheap if you look at it The, the it's a long term project but United just seem to not want to cough up the extra bit of maybe 15-20 million from what I read in the report so far and you just wonder, and yeah, you just wonder, like, that 20 million, they've, they've really struggled to, to, to have, they've really struggled to make 
not even marquee, but they've struggled to make signings that have proven to be unanimous, you know, successes of late. You you name me like besides Fernandez, the last United player who's been like critically acclaimed by like not only United fans but rival fans as well. Like you can't because you've had guys like Fred who cost a lot of money and you know you don't really know quite where they fit into the team. It, th- I mean, I'd, I'd probably use Fred as the perfect example to sum up United's transfer, transfer business of late and it's a bit of a shame in that sense. Like It's almost like sometimes they're spending money, big money, just to shut fans up and say like, hey, we just bought you guys this new toy so you can't say that we're not spending money anymore but sometimes it's more about being smart about your business than just blindly going out to buy players which may very well be another Vanderbeek situation you know they might realize in a year's time we've got a very good player but he just doesn't fit in and we're just going to sell him off for either the same value we we paid for him or a little bit more and they're going to say hey we we made a profit on him you know it's good business but was it is it really good business and yeah maybe that's getting a bit ahead of myself but from the moment that deal happened it was a little bit of... And a lot of United fans as well, as well were kind of going like, yeah, he's great, but is he really the guy we're looking for? Is he really the guy that improves the first 11? That's the biggest yeah. question that United fans have to ask the board. Okay, United's board have been inept for these past few years. Like, I've read that they ha- United are the club with the second of all the first highest wage bill. And you can see, I don't really understand some of the contract extensions that they've been given out to players. Firstly, Juan Mata. Okay, I have good memories of the guy, but he's way past his best already. And United actually awarded him with a three-year contract a year ago. Phil Jones, oh man, Lord Phil Jones actually received a five-year contract extension. And they're giving mediocre players absolute exorbitant... Uh, wage increases. I don't really know why. And did Ole sanction the Fred deal? I can't really remember. Was Fred Ole's, uh, the player that Ole wanted or was he a Jose Marino? Uh, I think, I'm pretty sure it was a Jose buy. And that, I remember Fred very clearly because we bought Fabinho at the time and everyone was saying that Fabinho was trash and that Fred was miles better. I mean, firstly, they are not the same type of player. And secondly, mm. it, yeah, like, now we know definitively. Wait, what, what, is, what is Fred's <laughs> best position? Bro, I do, it seems like I, they have... I don't like, know. Yeah, they have four players that play in one position. They have Pogba, they have McTominay, they have Fred, and now they have Vanderbeek, and they are all playing for that one position, which is the, the box-to-box midfielder. Yeah, that's and that's box-to-box is like buys, an air yeah. quote, you know? It's not like they're like, yeah. pre, like primo box-to-box players. Yeah, like, you could see that United's buys have not improved the squad at all. And, yeah, I, I, I hate to always bring this up, but Ole being a novice manager is learning on the job. You have to give him what he wants. I've heard links, like Jadon Sancho alternatives, and one of them is David Brooks. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, David yeah. Brooks, <laughs> David Brooks is not the player that Ole needs right now. I mean, yeah, he could turn out to be a very good player in the future, but I don't think Ole has the managerial capacity to turn 
David Brooks into and yeah, and like a, a player that United needs right 100%. now. 100%. No disrespect to David Brooks. He was... I've watched him a couple of times with Bournemouth. Uh, the, not last season. The season before. I think last season he was injured for the majority of it. Good player, but yep. you hit the nail on the head. He is not the profile United need right now. And the poor kid... Can you imagine if he gets signed? United fans are going to be pissed. And what does that do to his confidence? Yeah, David Brooks to me is a risk signing because he's not proven. And then what happens to Daniel James? Like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. United, they don't seem to like to sign right wingers. All all the wingers that they sign are predominantly, they play on the left. Like, Rash, Rashford plays on the left. Daniel James plays on the left. Martial, before he got converted into the number 9 position, he also played on the left when Lukaku was there. And they seem to not have a right winger, which was supposedly for Jadon Sancho. And now that Jadon Sancho looks like he's not going to come, they're actually shifting Greenwood to play the right wing position, but I feel that Greenwood's a lot better playing striker. I agree. He's uh, probably... I mean, this might be a hot take, or maybe it's not, but I feel he's just... Best natural finisher in the whole team. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Is he left footed or right? He's both. He's. A, I actually had the he's, same question he's last MB week. Pedal? Yeah, yeah. He's he's yeah. both. He he can hit the ball well with either foot. He he's just he's gonna be a a huge player for them in the future. Mm-hmm. Another one that's dubbed as a generational talent. I mean, there's the England bias. Every time like an England player gets like gassed up, I'm always skeptical because you never know whether it's genuine or whether it's the media. But I've seen him play a couple of times. Um, I was very skeptical at first because, I mean, it's a, it's for my rival team. You know, I always, uh, I'm always a bit salty when I'm dealing with the the, the youngsters of like an Arsenal, uh, Man City, Spurs, Chelsea, United. But Greenwood is the real deal. He's such a natural finisher. I mean, the last time I've seen a finisher. A good finisher as Greenwood was uh, Van Persie. Yeah, I mean... They're yeah. actually calling him uh, Mason Van Greenwood. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could see why they are comparing him to Van Persie in terms of finishing ability. The guy's ceiling is actually... He hasn't actually reached his ceiling yet. He's going to improve much more. Mm. And, yeah, I don't really see him playing right wing in the future because he's just so good up top. Maybe playing... He's a very good shadow striker. I don't think he can be the guy that holds up the play. Like what Marcel is learning to do now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot remains to be seen. I just hope that... um, Obviously, for, from a Liverpool fan perspective, I, I, I hope, you know, he's never going to be that good. But for the... As, as a football fan, I, I hope he's able to reach his full potential so because yeah you definitely see something there yeah so I mean we've been talking a lot about United I know and And we have not yeah Yeah. we have have not given enough credit to Crystal Palace exactly yes but before we move on to Palace right this is just a very quick question since we brought up Van Percy right to you to a Chelsea fan is he an Arsenal or United legend or neither or both I mean if you have if you were to mention Van Persie to an Arsenal fan right now you're just gonna get a lot of hate towards the player because of the way he left even now? I guess yeah I mean according to a lot of Arsenal fans they stuck by him during his injury 
years, which was mm. a majority of it. And during the year that he actually broke out and was seen as a world-class superstar, he only actually gave them like one good season before he left for United. And he actually cited that, oh, I... Uh, as in, it's not quoted by him, but he said that, oh, I, I left the United because the little... I, I left Arsenal for United because the little boy inside of me uh, kind of wanted to. And I couldn't see myself winning a Premier League trophy here, which was actually what he did. So fair play to him. And I mean, this is the reason why Arsenal fans don't really warm up to him whenever you mention his name. But there's a, there's a whole, almost there's a whole list of of ex-Arsenal players who did the exact same thing. Like, if you go back to... This was, like, peak FKB formation era. You remember that the... Like, the 06 to 2011 seasons? Like, that was when yep. I think we were the most hyped. And you can go, like, through, like, Nasri, Fabrega, Sanya, uh, Adebayo, although he didn't win. Clichy. Yeah, Clichy. Yeah, um, song left to Barcelona. Song left. It's crazy. So, yeah. is it really Van Persie's fault, or, I mean, not like just we're not going to talk about this obviously for like a long time. But I, I, I guess I was genuinely interested to hear what other people thought. Um, yeah, I mean, of Van Persie. to Arsenal fans, I guess the truth hurts because yeah. you're indirectly saying that your club's not ambitious enough for me to stay. And I totally agree. It, wait, they weren't. I mean, most. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, most Arsenal fans, they, they dub those who left as mercenaries who actually went for the money. But they actually backed their moves up with uh, Premier League medals. So you can't really say that they were mercenaries. And it's not just that. Sometimes extent. you have to look internally. Like, the same fans who are calling them like snakes mm. are those same guys on like AFTV calling like, you know, uh, Cronky out, like Gazidis, you know, so... Yeah, yeah. And... I mean, my brother's a big Arsenal fan, so like, much love. Shout out, shout out, my bro. Um, he's a, <laughs> he's a. It, it's tough because especially like um going from the invincible team, and I actually just was listening to like a. A, a little interview from Henri. That talked about, the regression, like, and it happened very quickly. You know, it's not like, it wasn't like a systematic dismantling of this invisible side it was pretty much one to two years and it was gone the whole team was the almost the entire team was replaced so yeah i guess that's that um yeah van percy to me would even though he has that united medal to me i remember him for his arsenal days so i guess you have that um okay, you have that mix come back to that point van percy only had that one or two good seasons he has been there since he was uh, a a young lad, right? Yeah, he, he came. He years, came. But yeah, he was he came in around like yeah, 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 yeah. So it's kind of a okay. If you ask me, if he was to be deemed an Arsenal or the United legend, I really can't give you an answer as a mm, neutral fan. Mm. I guess it's a bit like Michael Owen. <laughs> I but mean, yeah, that that's a, uh, that's for a whole different day. We can do like a snakes episode, yeah, like a snakes on a plane like episode. A, like Kotoa, <laughs> we can end Kotoa, Owen, we can add a bio as well. Oh man, Galas. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, sorry for that little detour. I just had to. Um, yeah, like credit credit the palace. They 
they've looked great so far. They beat our dark horse uh on opening day Southampton, who yeah, let's let's pretend we never said that. Until they're back to, to winning ways, then we can get back on the yep. Saints train. Um But I, I guess I, I Southampton um, not not Southampton, Palace they kind of lost their way a bit last season. I don't know if you agree with that. Like, you, you talked about their low block, but especially in the, the 19-20 season, they just looked very defensively frail. Like, it didn't look like a Roy Hodgson team, but we've seen it from their first two matches of the season that they've kind of discovered that that sense of um, calm at the back, and they've also discovered this cutting edge up front. I, I, maybe maybe Lindelof and, and Cole made them look better than they were, but I was pretty impressed with the way they went forward. Well, I always have this belief that motivation plays a huge part in uh, a football team's success in games. And post project restart, Palace were essentially safe from the relegation, so they didn't really have much to play for. Hence, I think it kind of led to a drop-off in performance. And as you can see, many... Many of us were writing Palace off at the start of the season because, you know, injuries and post-project restart form. We, all of us actually, we, can't, we couldn't really see how Palace were going to save themselves from relegation. But as you can see itself, the start of the season, they beat Southampton and then they beat United. So you can really see that they're actually up for the fight against relegation now. I, I mean, they're not going to be much in the relegation fight. Uh yeah, Roy Hodgson has this. Uh, okay, say what you want about Roy Hodgson, but he knows how to set up a team to defend. Yeah, uh, and I, I mean, there are rumors that this might be his last season as a manager. So, if anything, that might that might be the, I guess, the push that the Palace players need to. Mm-hmm. I guess secure like, a top. Yeah, a having top, a good set yeah, off, like a right? top half of the table finish, yeah. maybe a good cup run. You know, you never yeah. know. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that Zaha hasn't tried to engineer a move out from Palace. He always does that every transfer, you know, but he seems extra He's quiet like, Yeah, season. it's a little bit like Autumn Wingy, like, Autumn Wingy, like, the guy who literally drew, he drove to, uh, which training ground did he drive to to, like, wow, that was, like, that's literally taking matters into your own hands. Um, yeah, man. But I think what the case with Zaha in this, in this season is that there are not a lot of teams that are willing to splash like a 40 odd million on him especially because he didn't have that good of a last season so in a way his stock kind of dropped like he took a gamble Palace took a gamble you know I think at one point Arsenal were offering them 40 mil before they bought Pepe um, maybe they were banked but I thought it was more than that I thought it was more of the 70 million range I think they wanted 70 but I think Arsenal were only willing to pay 40 yeah okay. so they perhaps took a gamble, um, didn't quite pay off. And I think right now, I, w- I, I think Zaha's the kind of player who's always looking for a move. Or he, he not actively looking, but he's always open to moving to a bigger club. But I just think uh, as of right now, there are no clubs that are in dire need of a player like him that are willing to spend. Like Palace yeah, are not going to go less than 40 the- mil. Yeah, yeah, and I also think that the upturn of his uh, goal and assist output is due to his change in formation. Like, last season, he was playing a lot on the left wing, while Benteke and Ayu played as a front two up top. Whereas this year, because Benteke is out injured, 
Zaha was actually shifted to play up top with Ayu, with Schlapp uh, taking the left wing position, which he's so much more effective at because you're a lot closer to the goal, and you can inf that's why you can influence quite a lot of the uh, attacking play. Yeah, and yeah, mean, yeah, if, yeah. Yeah, if you play uh fantasy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he could be someone to look out for. No, definitely. He, he, yeah, way ahead of you, man. Wait, wait, wait. I like how you brought up fantasy Premier League because there's a new. Last season it was Lord Lundstrom. Mm. This season, it's Tyrick Mitchell, man. Is that how you pronounce it, Tyrick? Oh. I don't know. I just know him as Mitchell. He like this kid could be the next. I mean, uh, I don't. Th I think he plays left. Yeah, he plays left back. He's only playing because Van Unholt's out, but he looks mm. good, man. Like, I've been very impressed. Um, yeah, because a uh, a little country, uh, mm. Roy Hodgson used to be a a left back, if I'm not wrong, during his uh, younger playing wow. days, and he likes his left backs to be defensively solid. So I don't know when uh, PVA comes back, he could actually shift him forward to the left wing position in place of Schlapp. While Mitchell holds the left back position. That's a good shout. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a theory. Yeah, yeah. And but going back to that whole left wing and Zaha, right? Because Palace loaned Batshuayi from Chelsea, how do you think that's gonna affect their lineup? Because Batshuayi, for some reason, hasn't really featured much yet. I mean, for some reason, we I think we can both guess what that reason is. He's just not that good. Um, but for Palace, he might do okay. I mean, he did all right in this first loan spell, but. With Zaha kind of looking reinvigorated, you know, he looks hungry again. He looks very dangerous again. Do you think that means Ayu goes out? Because I think Ayu brings so much to this team. He's like a bit... He's not going to get you like 20 or 15 goals a season, but he's going to get you a lot of work. He's going to get you super high work rate. Um, He's going to be able to make space for more... Maybe offensive players like not offensive, but more like quicker players like Zaha and the uh, aforementioned Van Aanholt if he gets deployed as a left mid. Yeah, going back to okay, to touch on tactics, right? Because Palace line up in a four four two formation, and I, as you can see, there are always trends in uh, that that goes in cycles, and I think this current trend this season is pressing, which was made. Famous by uh, Jurgen Klopp. Okay, I seen. I don't. I'm not saying that Palace presses like what Liverpool does, but in every team there will always be this player that instigates the press. Like with uh, Liverpool, you can say it's Firmino. For Liverpool, you can say it's Mason Mount. For United, I don't think that as anyone that presses. Same with Spurs. I mean, I mean Mourinho actually delegated the pressing. Instructions to Delhi Ali, who was supposed oh, to be the guy the that, guy. that yeah, starts the press. No. Yeah, and and now I think he he has actually given it to Los Celso. I think Son Son works really hard for Spurs from the, from the top. I think he is yeah, but he doesn't start the press. Like pressing wise, you need, there's always this player who starts the press. So like when your teammates see that oh okay, you are doing okay, the press, they all yep, follow. Yep. Whereas for Palace wise, Ayu is the guy that does that instigates the press. Yep. So this he's a very vital cog in Roy Hodgson's current formation, and. I don't know how much that will affect uh, Roy's, Roy Hawkson's thoughts in bringing in Batshuayi because you don't try to fix something that's not broken, I right? I agree. I mean, it could it could just be like squat depth. I mean, having a guy like Batshuayi, despite his, you know, his his uh, shortcomings, it's always, he has, that, he has a bit of quality, you know, for a team like Palace. 
I mean, bringing even bringing him off the bench, you can't really. It's it's like a win win for them, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Batshuayi is not gonna get you twenty goals a season, but he he's a good super sub. Yeah, but that's but will he be? I mean, he left Chelsea for first team football, so it's almost like he must just be wondering, man, if I can't even get a game at Palace, what what's going on? But I guess that's not really up to him. Um, he's yep. not guaranteed. I mean, it's a long season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a long season. He's he's going to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, this as much as Palace were exciting to watch, I just wanted to bring it back to United a little bit and look ahead to their their match against Brighton, who they themselves bounce back from a rather you know they could they could hold their heads up high after that loss to Chelsea, but they came back and absolutely crushed a Newcastle side that I was. Talking up, I guess it's the curse of FKB. Do you expect more wool for Manu, or do you think they'll be able to to not not stop the rot? It's been one game, but do you think can we expect more of the same this weekend? Okay. Like I said, United they struggle against teams who play the low, uh, a low block, but Brighton they aren't gonna play a low exactly. block. Exactly, they are a possessive, uh, possessive. They are possession based team. Who's gonna play football? And if not, not Bisuma is out. Yeah, he he switched in music. Uh, I, uh, I forgot who he switched in music, but the moment I saw that tackle, I knew he was gone. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was in his head when he he decided to do that move? It's just a lazy. Like, like he's just yeah. It was just lazy. It's it's so stupid. Yeah. I, I mean. Dale Stevens, who plays the holding midfield role, he's actually going to Burnley, from what I've heard. Okay. So. Oh, now the now they're without they have, now they're without a holding mid. I I mean, David Proper can play in that position, but he's not he's not as athletic as Bisuma. Yeah. And yeah, like from what I remember, the last two games of United versus Brighton, they actually got caught out, uh, on the wings. Because, okay, say what you want about United, but they have really pacey wingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their no front doubt, line is no super doubt, quick. No yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if United actually won this this matchup. I mean, Brighton, they don't really have a good record against United. I, uh, yeah, I, love, so how, I love how you said, I love how you said, I wouldn't be surprised if United won. Like, can you, I, I mean, that's, whatever we say. That's like it, blasphemy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, what's your prediction? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I would say United to beat Brighton, but it's gonna be I I I think both sides to score. Okay. Oh, have you? Did you watch the uh Brighton Newcastle game? Tarek Lamptey, man, he was yeah. the guy. He just ran yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so good. He was so good. Oh man, Lamptey is gonna it's gonna segue nicely into our next topic. But um, my prediction, uh, I I agree with you in the sense that I expect both to score, but. I think we, I'm, I'm going to go with 3-1 United. I think um, they're not going to play brilliantly. It's going to be very very similar to the Chelsea-Brighton result. I just think yeah, United... Yeah, I, I mean, Chelsea didn't play brilliantly exactly, as well, but exactly. he managed to fraud out a 3-1 win. I don't yeah. really know how. <laughs> yeah, I, I think United yeah, wouldn't be yeah. the 3-1 win. Yeah, this could be the game that actually kicks United on. Yeah, so... We, yeah, and I'm predicting a penalty as well. There's a, there are penalties written all over this game. It's not just that. This, it's only been two match weeks and I've seen so many penalties. And 
some of the penalties are getting more and more ridiculous, dude. I mean, yes, they uh, are, the they are, ones, right? they are penalties by the letter of the law, but I'm not sure how I feel it, about this. No, 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 no. I, I don't think the. I, I'm sure you watched the Spurs and Southampton game, right? Yeah, I did. Which yeah, uh, there the was, last there minute, was the, right? The penalty. Yeah, how was that a penalty? I mean, the guy kicked the ball. It hit the foot of the defender and bounced up and hit his head. That's the thing. Was, I, I think there's yeah, a new how ruling. Was that a penalty? I, I think there's a new ruling that no matter what the circumstance, if it touches your hand, it's a penalty, which is... That's so stupid. It's so sus. And, but the thing is, I guess the Premier League's logic is that, oh yeah, but, you know, this is just going to make things easier and that just means like it'll, it'll even out eventually. But I'm just... You're going to be I mean, seeing a lot of dudes who are just ramming the ball at like people's hands. Yeah, but, but aren't the referees now allowed to, to go over to the... Uh... The, the 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 side where where they they show the uh like the, the, the television of VAR yeah yeah the pitch side yeah pitch side yeah that's no yes but and then they can review it shouldn't they review it in a case by case basis because that's ridiculous I think they are taking out case by case I think they're trying to streamline everything it's I yeah uh, like I, they're gonna standardize it exactly that's stupid <laughs> we can't win like if yeah yeah uh, I don't know man um time will tell but. That's that's why like I mean this isn't an FPL podcast but that's kind of why I'm thinking of going back to Salah instead of Mane just because I know we're gonna get a ton of penalties and I mean you you can only choose one just just choose one and stick stick to him for the rest of the season there's no point switching in and out no no exactly which is why like I, I which is why I said I'm on Mane right now Salah takes our penalties unless Milner's playing which isn't that often so I'm probably just gonna bite the bullet and go with Salah. Yeah, I mean, they both started at 12 million pricing and this kind of killed Mane as an option for me. I mean, Mane is still going to get you goals, but with the added fact that Salah's on penalties, it's just a bigger spread of points, yeah, I it's guess. Just... More avenues to get And plus, he's, he's hella selfish, dude. Like, it's frustrating yeah. as hell, but um, I mean, it's good for FPL players. Yeah, I mean, with... Okay, going continuing with the FPL perspective. Mm. Okay, Salah... He's not a clinical finisher, but what you get for getting him in your team is a higher volume of shots and penalties. Whereas Mane, he has a lower volume of shots, but you can see he's the more clinical player. That's crazy. Yeah. I, actually, I actually, I so good. I get where you're coming from, but I actually have to like disagree in a sense because Ma- some of times Mane's finishing is wayward as hell, dude. Like and and Salah, I mean, Salah's finishing has improved so much. Nah, man. Like Ma- Mane can be. It's almost like he works better when the less time he has to think. You know what? We should have a bet like in four games. We can put a $5 bet on the side that I'll, I'll bet you that money scores more. In five games? In the harder games. Okay, because if you look at the, the next four games, mm. right? They're against Villa, Everton, Sheffield United. And I, I can't remember the last fixture. But they're all money type of games where you're not going to have a lot of chances to score. That's why you're going to need someone who's clinical with his finishing. Money. And I think that guy's money. Okay, money. he's good with his shooting and he's good in the air, which is more avenues on him of scoring. Whereas Salah, he's a flat track bully. So he does well against the uh, pretty trash sides. Like you can see, like the first two games, they are very good examples of money versus Salah. Mm. 
Yep. Yeah. Against Leeds United, it was the Salah show. Yeah. Against yeah. Chelsea, it was the Mane show. So you have to look at the fixtures to determine who is the better Liverpool asset. But uh, okay, stepping away from FPL now. That's a yeah. We we can... we've landed nicely in the yeah. the big match of the weekend, one that Yushan and myself had a vested interest in. Uh, yeah, yeah. I what mean, are, what are your what's your not, take away from I, that game? I can't see you because we don't have our camera turned on now, but I can imagine <laughs> you smiling like a like a Cheshire cat. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, from my end, okay. Honestly speaking, in the first forty-five minutes, like it was pretty even. Yep. Liverpool had more possession. Chelsea were defensively solid, and everything changed when Christensen decided to. Give Mane a bear hug from behind and just drag him down. At the start, when uh, the referee awarded a yellow card, I was like, how did we get away with this? And then I remember there was VAR. Yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way Christensen gets away with a and yellow card. And he knew man. it. He knew it. Like, the yeah. yellow card was I mean, there. we all knew yeah. it. I was shocked when the yellow card was shown. I'm like, that was there's a 100% red card, yep. even without me viewing it from the VAR system. And then after that, it was just the Mane show. Oh no, the money and Kappa show. Hey, that's like a buddy cop. Like, that's like a buddy cop uh, series. Yeah, and I actually read that uh, Edouard Mendy has actually signed yeah, for yeah, Chelsea. Just, I just saw today. the pictures. Oh, I'm so relieved, man. We actually have a proper keeper that can do saves now. Do it like. Okay, I, I mean, love how that's your benchmark for do save. Like, uh, that's your benchmark for a proper keeper. He can do saves. Like, that's just how bad things have gotten. And. I mean, from I mean, as a Liverpool yeah, fan, I, I, I would know. I would bad e- exactly. That was what I was. <laughs> I think I was telling you over um, WhatsApp. Uh, yeah, it just it just brought back a lot of carriers vibes, and I felt really bad for Ke- like. Okay, like obviously I was super pissed off during the Champions League final and a lot of other games where he screwed up. But deep down, you know, you you, you feel bad. Like it's just he's a human being, man. Like it's yeah. not like he intentionally wants to screw up, but. At the end of the day, it's a business. It's, um, it's a harsh business. Yeah, yeah. You're letting down like ten other people, and it is what it is, you know. And and yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if you actually noticed, but when Kappa made the mistake, Giorgino actually looked at Kappa and like gave him. He was like, "Bruh!" Like his facial expression <laughs> was like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Yeah, man? he was like, he "Actually lost the game." I saw that. Us. Yeah, he was just like, "Bruh." <laughs> <laughs> He's out, man. It's not just. Jorginho's face It was Kepa's Own face and Okay like Before we talk about That second goal right How much of The first goal Like I've heard people Blame Kepa For Christensen Being sent off Because it's like he, he blasted off His line but I'm sure he's instructed To do so as a sweeper But yeah, Do, do mean, you think If he stays on his line Christensen makes that foul? Um it's kind of hard for me to say, but okay, let's let's say that Kepa didn't come off the li- come off his yeah. line to to affect Christensen's decision. I think Mane would even Mane would have scored that, no problem, mm. because you could see that. Uh, like I said, um, I, I really rate Mane as a good finisher, even though he didn't really look like he was up for the game. Mane got, yeah, in 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 the Leeds game, so it wouldn't have. I mean. Even though Mane has got, we would have a better chance to get back into the game with 10 men. Yeah, sorry, with 11 men. And after that sending off, it kind of just killed the game for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was quaking in my boots. I was like, oh, shit. 
how how many goals are yeah. Liverpool going to score? At two 0 I was like, oh boy, this could be this could get ugly real Around, fast. Right? Yeah, this could get yeah. ugly real fast. Okay, but I, yeah, yeah, I know that the recent games against Brighton and Liverpool have not shown Chelsea's attacking intent that much. But I kind of have something to back that up. Okay, if you if I were to take you back to the 2004 and 2005 season when Mourinho was in season, charge of right? Chelsea, yep. yeah, yep, and yep. Uh, Chelsea bought all these players. Yeah, if you remember the first few games of that Chelsea played, we weren't actually this flamboyant team. We were playing very dogged, pragmatic football, and everyone went on this business saying that, uh, why are we playing so defensive? And you know we got all these flat players like like Robin, we got Drogba, we have players like uh, Johnson, Thiago, and Duff to a certain extent. Right. And Mourinho actually addressed this in his press conference. He's saying that okay, yeah, uh, we we bought these many players, but they need time to gel, and so we're actually working on our defensive mm. uh, organization because you know building a football team is like building a house. You gotta build it. From the foundation upwards, so so from yeah, you gotta get your foundation yeah, right yeah, before you yeah, build yeah. build it up. So I kind of see Lampard doing the exact same thing. Okay, against Brighton, we were much more defensively solid. We only considered because of uh, a Kepa error. But other than that, yeah. Then to bring you back to the Liverpool game, the Chelsea of of last season we have considered like four or five goals easily, but you could actually see that. Okay, even before the red card, Liverpool didn't really have a lot of clear-cut chances. If I were to remember I mean, that correctly. Yeah, I agree with you. But at the same time, it looked like it was coming. Like Liverpool looked like they were they were up for the game. They looked a lot a lot sharper than they were against Leeds. Um, but I, I agree with you. Chelsea were for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Doing I mean, their, Liverpool do, had yeah. possession. Yeah. Liverpool had possession, but they didn't really create a clear cut chance until Christensen got sent off yep. and then that's when yep. that's when like Liverpool just overpowered us. Yeah and you can say that okay Liverpool's first goal was considered because of an Alonso error. He was too slow to get back yeah. to, to prevent the cross. I I wouldn't see that happening if And he was watching the ball, not the man, yeah. Yeah and the second goal was a Kappa error. And after that I think we defended quite well. So yeah I can see Lampard working on the defensive organization of the team for starters. Yep, so that's why yeah, we're going to go to the, the next uh, topic in hand, which is the the sorry, the West Bromwich Albion and Chelsea preview. Yeah. And I know many people are predicting a route for for this game in Chelsea's favor, but I think Lampard will be happy with a 2-3-0 win. I guess maybe two new. I mean, I'm I'm it's sure I'm sure he will be like, I mean, no one's gonna no one's gonna be unhappy with three nil win. I mean, West Brom as poor as they are, still a Premier League team. You like I mean, as West Ham showed against Arsenal, you you still have to show up, and and do the job. You despite your your opponent being. Yeah, yeah and in I, a, I think in I a bad spot. You, yeah, I chatted offline with you about this and I'm always annoyed that we don't have our first team players ready and available whenever we play Liverpool <laughs> it's always our second string side so the team that played against Liverpool was was just our old team with Werner and and Kai and and uh, 
It was like a beta. Okay, it I was like people... Chelsea 2021 beta version. Yeah, yeah. I know that Rival fans are really giving stick to Kai. Mm. Like, c- come on, man. He He's new to the league and he has been playing out of position for the past two games. And, okay, just to hit back to the fact that Kai actually scored a hat-trick in the League Cup uh, earlier last night. Yeah. And he was playing in his preferred position, so... No, no, it, 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 it does wonders when you play players in their preferred position, right? <laughs> Cue Kai Havertz hat-trick against West Brom. I mean, I wasn't shocked that he was the one to be sacrificed against us. Like, I mean, I, I don't get what's so difficult to understand. Like, a lot of people were like, oh, like, Lampard doesn't trust him, or he's like, you know, like, you know, the usual bullshit, like, he's B-Tech, you know, not up for the they're fight. All reactionary. I'm like, yeah, dude, all re- reactionary you're playing fans. Liverpool yes. with 10 men. What, like, you can't afford to have uh, an attacking mid in your team right now. That's like, it's, it's yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. You could see tactics-wise in the match that Kai was the guy that's supposed to do the hold-up play. So after Kai got subbed off, there was no one to do the hold-up play to do the counter-attack and it was all pass the ball to feed to Werner. I mean, yeah, Werner was practically like uh, a winger at that point. You know, he was just floating yeah. right right to left. Um, and we'll get to him in a second. But I mean, nah, like going back to the West Brom game, uh, I, I completely agree. I, I think Lampard will just be looking for a good performance. Uh, confident performance. A clean sheet would be nice because you guys haven't had one yet. Um, yeah, like just to bet in the new players, you know, I I'm pretty I'm almost ninety percent sure, or like ninety nine percent sure that Kepa doesn't start. It might be Willie, but if he feels Edward is is Men, uh, I almost said Edward is Mendy to start. If <laughs> if Mendy is like ready to start, then he'll slot right in. But I I I can't see Kepa starting that game. Yeah, and people have this weird obsession of Chelsea, Chelsea's defensive. Play style. I mean, we're gonna play this defensively for the entire season. Any team is gonna suffer without uh, players of Pulisic and uh, Ziyech quality. Yeah. Once these four are ready in action, you're gonna see Chelsea fit and firing. Yeah. And uh, I think Thiago Silva made his debut for Chelsea last night in the League Cup against Barnsley, and Chilwell came off the bench. So that's just more good news in terms of a defensive sense for Chelsea. Mm. Yeah, but uh, I have to give credit to Fabinho. I mean, you know I've given him quite a lot of stick the <laughs> uh, past few seasons. My man used to but call he... him Fabayoko. Puts a respect <laughs> to Fabinho. He was, Im- he was immaculate. Yes, I'm going to use that yeah, word. Yeah. Immaculate, dude. Yeah, there was this... Uh, this point of the game where Werner was like one-on-one with Fabinho and Fabinho just... Just... He just shot him yeah, down. He just closed shot, man. Just just mm-hmm. put his foot out, got the ball, played it out. And yeah, yeah. like... I mean, they look they look so much more defensively solid with Fabinho partnering Van Dijk instead of Gomez or Matip. Yeah, I don't know what... I, I, like, know. what like, do I, I told you this yeah. last week. Like, I don't know what's happened to Gomez, man. He's just... Is he injured? Or... Yeah, he, he and Fabinho... He, uh, he and uh, Matip were both not fit for the game. Okay. And I don't know about Gomez, man. Like, I like Gomez, but... It's almost like every time he has the chance to stamp his um his stake his claim and and really like secure that that second center back spot something always happens like either he like, has a drop of form like now or he gets injured I'm sure Klopp must yeah, be thinking the same yeah, thing I don't want to draw to 
such a baseless conclusion, but Go it, for it kind of reminds me <laughs> of Lindelof. Like, mm, I, okay. I don't know, what's he Explain. good at? Is he good in the air? Is he good at reading the game? Yes, he... uh, Gomez on his best day. I mean, he's yeah. The reason why United bought Lindelof was because of his air quote ball playing abilities, mm. which Gomez has, right? Yeah. Uh, I I don't know, man. It's a bit. He's a bit sus. He might be on fraud. your <laughs> framed fraud watch list. I think uh, nah, nah, at nah, the nah, end nah. of the show. I mean, I'll be the first one to admit when he's in the gulag. But right now. I'm just hoping this is a blip because I really like to, okay. I'm trying to go like okay this this is not going to help his case much but are you going to try are you trying to defend someone who is you know a fraud hey hey <laughs> leave 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 my guy Navi out of this okay um no, it's not even about Nabi. Oh, Nabi, Gomez? He's, he has already been... Yeah, I'm talking about Gomez. Ah, I mean, weird. Nabi has already been certified. A certified fraud. Gomez is like... He's already Gomez part of was part gang. of like our title-winning defense last year. Like, I mean, it's way too early to call him a fraud. I'm just saying he's at a dip. Okay, he's at a dip. I don't know. Nah, man. nah. I mean... I'm not, not allowing that. Not having that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what else? Oh, Werner. Yeah, Werner. I... Man, I mean, you know how big of a fan I've been uh, of him, even at Leipzig. Uh, I was so pissed when you guys got him. I mean, we all thought he was coming to Liverpool. We thought it was pretty much done. I saw some dudes online who had the Werner kit already. Yeah, even I thought you you guys were going to get uh, Werner. Yeah, I mean... W- but um, but it turns out you guys are poor. Yeah, we broke. Hey man, we got we got Thiago man, we got Diogo Jota, but and, and, and Jota. <laughs> we'll, get to, I mean, we'll get to Jota I, later. I mean, I know, I know you yeah. might have some thoughts on him, but... Werner is finally something like you guys have been lacking for so long. Like just that PC striker, that direct. I know Tammy punched way above his weight last season. Like no one expected Tammy to like do what he did last season. Or at least I didn't. Yeah, and what grabs me is he gets a lot of stick for it. Like, dude, he, he's got 18 goals and 5 assists in his debut season. I mean, it's really good, but I don't know why even some Chelsea fans... I've been slagging him off as not being good enough for the team. I guess he's not clinical enough. If that, if I had to point, I mean, if you're gonna talk about clinical, I have to raise up Firmino. That guy has not been clinical. Dude, Firmino, you just don't know his role. Firmino is a deep lying. What is Firmino's he's role? He's a deep lying, <laughs> false twenty-five, trequesta, ball right, playing, high right pressing, gigan press. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean, dude. I don't want to be like what. <laughs> okay, he might be all that, but it doesn't. No, no, I, I, I agree. You know what? And this was very evident in the Leeds match, and um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the game last season. It was towards. There the was end. there was a match against Bournemouth where he just scored twice. And it's and it's not just that. Did. It's it's my guy, my man Bobby. Like had to wait till the final. He had to wait against you guys to score at home last season. That's not good enough. I love Bobby, don't get me wrong. He does so much for the team, but you're right. He he I mean, you are the striker, even though your whatever your role doesn't say that your role is, is you know, not your typical center forward, but you still you need to score more and it's not like he's not in positions. Like you said, he sometimes finds himself in the six yard box or like with a sight on goal, but it's just his finishing lets him down and 
yeah, you're spot on. But do you think it's due to him being too selfless to the point that he actually forgot how to finish? Yes, and uh, I mean he's always passing to either <laughs> side. I, I, can you imagine if that was the case? That's so ridiculous. Um, yeah, yeah, that, which is why like I he's, mean, you, he's a he's a nightmare to have on FPL. Like I can't be, I can't imagine yeah, yeah, why you have him on FPL. You say that, but it could be something that affects. Maybe yeah, maybe you know, you're right, you're right. Um, yeah, he's always in two minds yeah, on yeah, whether yeah. should I shoot or should I pass, and then he just does nothing. But it's not just that. Like I mean, some of the shots, like the Bournemouth game, for example, like there is no passing option in that in that case. It's shoot mm-hmm. and. You know, like, that just boils down to, like, poor finishing, la. like, maybe he just needs to stop looking at the goal since my man is a no-look, no-look finish kind of guy. Um, no-look tap-in merchant. <laughs> Dude, do you see the memes of uh, Thiago doing no-look passes to Firmino doing no-look, oh, I didn't. no-look goals? <laughs> uh, I didn't. Oh, but I've, I've seen the one where Thiago actually... I couldn't remember who the other guy was, but they were doing long passes to each other. Oh, uh, it was Busquets, I think. I think it was Busquets. Oh, yeah, Busquets. Yo, he, he, Thiago gives me shades of Javi Alonso. I'm in love, dude. And I'll, you know, you know Alonso is my favourite Liverpool yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. I'm, gonna, I'm very mean, interested to see how we line up, especially now with the, the revelation that Thiago could be... Not revelation. Thiago is gonna. Thiago allows Fabinho to play in that mm. centre back position yep. because he does such a good job shielding the defense. I mean, Thiago does a good job. Yeah. Shielding the defense from that uh, DM position. Yep. And he doesn't need to be quick. He just needs to be defensively aware of what's going on around him, and he can just ping a long pass to the front three. Do you think this will help Fabinho to an extent that he doesn't need to drop back that much because yes someone to do to give the supply line from like who plays in the quarterback position yeah 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 essentially I, I, I mean this is what you've been you were alluding to in our first episode uh even a little bit in the last one like how liverpool need to change things up a little bit yep. but not too Liverpool's much technical evolution yeah 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 we're not yep. we're not gonna reinvent the wheel but you could even see from the those 45 minutes when he was on the pitch you know like it i mean i you it's it's almost better if you say it from a non-biased perspective. Because okay, I, I'm just gonna put in. Yeah. Uh, unpopular opinion. Yeah, yeah, please. Okay, it's against the a ten men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that there was a stat that he. I mean, more passes and more that's touches such than, a. I mean, that's the most Liverpool thing to do. And do you know? Do you yeah. know we posted on Instagram like a, a clip of every single Thiago touch. I hate, I hate our, That's so I, cringe, hate, I, I hate my club sometimes. <laughs> That's so incredibly it is, cringe. It is. I love it at the same uh, time though. We are, we are just, it's just like shithousery award, man. But um, Yeah, so, so this kind of brings me to the question, do you think he will start against Arsenal? That's a good one. Uh, I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean, like, especially if Arteta wants to, you know, like, he's done it the last few times we played them. You mentioned it last week. He, he's going to play, like, that super low block, um, look to frustrate us. So, yeah, I, I don't see why not, you know. Uh, yep. Arsenal... You, yeah, you're going to need the guy that pings that It's not pass, just that. Like what yeah, Henderson and did. Arsenal's defences... Not defences. Arsenal's defenders, like, have, ta- have shown that they have lapses of concentration. So, you know a guy like Salah, Mane, and even Trent and Robertson, they're going to be alert to... 
any slip-ups that maybe Bellerin or like uh, uh, Kolasinac do, uh, Kolasinac does, and like we saw it against Chelsea, Thiago is, is, it's almost like they've had like dozens of training sessions together already. And because for some reason the audio was so soft in that game, you could hear Robertson shouting Thiago every five seconds. Everyone was like, you know, almost asking him to dictate play. And I think maybe if he didn't come on against Chelsea, he wouldn't start. But I think just the way he played against you guys, Klopp will start him against Arsenal. I I think it kind of helps Thiago that he's actually very well versed in, in terms of pressing tactics. Like, during his days at Bayern, he played under managers like uh, Guardiola, who emphasizes on the press a lot. Yeah. To a certain, like, tiki-taka press. It was an evolution of his tiki-taka tactics. And then he played under Jupp Heynckes, who was also well-known for his pressing. And under the, the new manager, I can't remember his Hansi name. Flick. Wait, did he, also... did he play against Jupp? Did he play for Jupp Heynckes? He did. I thought Heynckes was he? before Pep. It doesn't matter. No, no. Heinkers was after Pep. No, Heinkers was it, definitely was before Pep. It's just whether he had another stint afterwards. Oh, okay then. Oh, then I, I think I've gotten it wrong. So, Thiago played for Pep at Barcelona and at, at Bayern, if I'm not wrong. He played... He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played for... Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Yep, so, so he, he's very well adapted to what Klopp wants of him in, in Liverpool's gangnam pressing tactics. So, I think which... This really helped him adapt to... Yeah, which was why he was introduced so early into his Liverpool career. I thought he would have not been fit enough for that match, but... Yeah, yeah it turns out he he was pretty good, even though it was against a 10-man Chelsea. Yeah, and I, I... Yeah, I'll be the first one to admit, you know, I'm not, I'm not, wait, I'm wait, not trying to get he, too gassed either. Wasn't he the one who gave the penalty away? Yeah. That which I still... <laughs> I, dude, that was ridiculous. It was so... He barely touched... That's the thing. That's that's like, I want to say he didn't touch Werner, but the the replay was like so inconclusive that. I mean, I don't know. Anything I'm just gonna play devil's advocate and say he did. I'm just glad Allison saved it, but. Yeah, it was a it was a whack penalty, I mean, dude. Yeah, just going back to that game. Anything that could have gone yeah, wrong for yeah. Chelsea went wrong. I mean, you know, Jorginho. Before that penalty miss against Allison, he was yeah he was perfect twenty in twenty one. Mm-hmm. 20-21 penalty scored and then it became 20-22. And it's not just that. Allison was... Uh... Wait, before the what game? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, before yeah, the Liverpool yeah. game. Yeah. And Allison, it's almost become a meme about how bad Allison is at saving penalties. It's like the one thing he can't do because... And he saves the exactly. penalty. Um, so yeah, I mean, I it is what it, it is. Was, yeah, like everything that could have gone wrong. Um, you, the only thing that could have happened was that Harvard's like broke his leg. That was the only thing that was missing. Like, and I, I'm so glad yeah. it didn't happen. But yeah, that would have been a, a very bad day at the office. Um. So going back to yeah, the uh, Liverpool Arsenal. Yeah. Okay, I know that I said I've been on board the Ateta train in the first port, but. I watched the oh. Arsenal-West Ham game. I was expecting oh, a the ti- whitewash. The tides have changed. <laughs> I was expecting a so whitewash was, so was I. performance. So was I. But, I don't know. I, I felt that West Ham deserved to come away with the game with something. I don't know how Antonio missed that goal. Yeah. I was shocked beyond belief. 
and Arsenal didn't really look that good. Defensively, I know that. Oh, like many Arsenal fans, they actually say that oh, Ateta has actually revolutionized Arsenal's defending, and they look so much better as a unit. But evidence. I mean, to be fair, they do. I mean, otherwise. but they, they they do. But we have to remember that. Yeah, they did against a Fulham side. It's not just that. that. It's essentially it's... a dead team. <laughs> I I was about to say that. They've improved because they were just so trash before that. So, yeah, you've improved, but you're still not. Which is why, which is why I told you last week, I still don't see them in the top four yeah, yet. And, and some Arsenal fans are so gassed up to the point that they actually think they can beat Liverpool at Anfield. I don't really see that happening. Hey Amen. The, the, mean, the ball is wrong. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I hate to be that stats guy, but... Arsenal have an XGC which is the expected goals conceded of 3 goals and they have only conceded 1 so I expect the game at Anfield to really expose Arsenal's defensive frailties okay I know that Lewis and Dione they weren't fit for the game against West Ham but even I mean Lewis is such a hit and miss player he can be so good in one game and he can be a total clown fiesta in the next. And you just don't know which Luis will turn up against us. Uh, sorry, against Liverpool. Oh, Lu- Luis, Luis has fact, been on MVP yeah, been, like, like the last couple of games, dude. Exactly. And don't forget the... Okay, even though there are no fans at Anfield, Arsenal's record at, at that ground hasn't been good. For the past few seasons, it's I mean, shocking. you guys should know it. Yeah, it's been you guys should shocking. know it good enough. You have been ripping them apart, and Firmino has been Arsenal's tormentor in chief since Klopp took mm. over. Yeah, he has a. Wait, let me check the stat again. It's a uh, off the top six of my goals. head. Yeah, like I think he's six scored. goals in yeah. again. He's got a hat trick against yeah, them yeah, yeah. one time. And added to the fact that you have Salah and Mane, who also have good records against Arsenal, I don't really see anything other than a Liverpool win. Yeah, and I mean, I'm obviously like you gotta be humble and all that, and I'm. I mean, this is coming from a neutral. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I'm not. Uh, I'm not overconfident, but I agree. You must be quietly I, confident. Yeah, yeah. I agree with everything you you just said. Like, well, I'm sure Klopp is. Klopp and the players aren't looking past Arsenal at all. Like, why would we? You know, they're one of four teams that have a hundred percent record, albeit after two games. Um, two games against relegation sides. I have to add that in. You still gotta get the points. They man. haven't played. <laughs> you they still gotta get the. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, they haven't played anyone decent, and yeah, you could say that. that um. Okay, but Ars- what? What if Arteta I? has had. What if I told yeah, you that the Arsenal, like Arsenal fans, are gonna rebut that by saying that. At the end of last season, they beat Chelsea, City, Liverpool, and who knows what other team. Like that's that's the that's the rebuttal they're gonna give you if you say they've only beaten relegation teams. So oh, okay, I'm just okay. playing devil's advocate. So 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 you know, I'm gonna argue that point with okay. The match against Liverpool, Liverpool had really nothing to it fight was a for dead because game. they already won the title, <laughs> and I think Liverpool were like drunk. Yeah. Against Chelsea in the F Cup final, we lost Pulisic so early on, and he was our main attacking outlet. Oh yeah, Aspilicueta and... was sent off as well. Yep, Kovacic yep, got so... sent off as well. Wait, well, you guys had two red cards? No, no, no. Uh, Kovacic got sent off for a red card oh, that Aspilicueta, wasn't a red card. I, I don't even know what happened. Yeah, he just gave the penalty away, right? Yeah, he just gave the penalty away. 
the Man City game was an anomaly. I mean, City's defense was extremely suspect that season. So I could just say it was also a one-off anomaly. Uh, and against you guys again in the community issue, uh, I think Arsenal just wanted it more uh, and yeah, Trent yeah, was yeah, yeah. super yeah, rusty. Yeah. So so now a good gauge of the game would be this one upcoming in the weekend where both teams have actually something to fight for. Yeah. Man, you yeah. Be, yeah, you've been on fire today, man. I, I Yeah, I agree with that. And... I mean, yeah, and, okay. next week and, we're going to have a whole hour to dissect why Liverpool lost. <laughs> if, if okay, Arsenal and really Arsenal, okay, Arsenal might have scored five goals in two games, but I have to add in the fact that the first three goals were against... Yeah. Okay, I, I know Fulham fans are not going to like me if there are any Fulham fans in, that is listening to this uh, podcast sure right now. But I sure they agree like, that their team yeah, is but not Yeah, but Fulham's good. a dead team and... Yeah. And Arsenal really struggled against West Ham. I mean, after Lacazette's goal, they hardly created anything until like the 85th minute when West Ham were actually chasing something. I don't know, their main attacking outlet, I would say, is Aubameyang against Trent. But I think mm. Klopp will be tactically smart enough to maybe put Fabinho against him because as I witnessed in the Chelsea match, Fabinho is quick, man. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's quick. He's deceptively quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might look like a clunky fellow, but he's quick. A bit like Kazuma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I could see that, you know, Arsenal fans were praising William in the Fulham game, and he was so bad against West Ham. I told you, I know that guy. I've been watching him for seven <laughs> years. I know what William's about, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've said my piece. What do you think? I mean, I agree with, like, pretty much everything you just said. I, I obviously, like, without getting too ahead of myself I'm I'm confident I think I think we'll um, run out I almost said 3 I'm going to say 2-0 I think 2-0 yeah nil. I'm going to say 2-0 two. Two uh, obviously biggest goal threat is going to be Obama Young down that left um, mm-hmm. I think the key, side, right? yeah the key will be to just not not give anything away not give anything sloppy away really control the, them for the, the first 30 minutes the key matchup will be uh, Maitland Niles versus Trent because Atata seems to favour that 3-4-3 three, three formation a lot. But Maitland-Niles didn't play against West Ham though. That was what I was, was, I was surprised by that. Yeah, was he saving Maitland-Niles for Liverpool? I, I mean, it's like a week He could rock up the exact same formation yeah, that yeah, he did yeah. against in the community issue. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I mean, it won't be exactly the same. Like, Gabriel's going to start. Who I've, I mean, we've, settled, we've trashed Arsenal a bit, which wasn't really the intention. Um, but... Gabriel has been a, I mean it's against Fulham and West Ham, but he he's done a he's done a good job. It's definitely a step uh, in the right we'll direction. We'll see what Gabriel's actually made up of against Liverpool. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna yeah. chalk off the, the game against <laughs> Fulham and West Brom. Oh, sorry, West Ham. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. But yeah, to answer your question, I'm going with two nil. So are you? Yep. And we all know that Arsenal are gonna win one nil after this because this is gonna be an Arsenal masterclass. Yeah, man. Uh, it's going to be 4 <laughs> nil. Gabriel's going to score four like a hat-trick. 4 to the Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> William's going to provide yeah. all four assists. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, dude. Um, wow, we're, we're like about an hour, 15 minutes in, but I felt like nice. I, I was deciding if, deliberating if we wanted to put this in, but 
I think we we need to put some respect on Man City's name. Like they, yeah, we we can yeah. we can touch on it. Yeah, yeah. They did you watch the Wolves game? It was it was kind of like an ungodly. Uh hour. no, I didn't. I didn't, but my brother did. So mm. I kind of got most of the information for him. Yeah, what was, uh, what it was, was kind of a game takeaways? of yeah, it was, it was kind of a game of two halves, where in the first half City just obliter- obliterated. Yeah, and then in the second half when they were tuning up, they just sat back and Wolves just did their thing. Yeah. So according to my brother, Wolves actually played really well, and they were unlucky not to get an equalizer. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I did. If, I did if you notice, that. uh, Daniel Podence, he was the main shining light in their Wolves team. Yeah, he's the he's, and, I mean, he's the new well. he's Jimenez's new partner, right up front. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is. Uh, and uh, Adama was kind of wasted at right wing back yeah, but I don't, I don't think he has to play there yeah, anymore now yeah, that they've signed yeah, yeah, Nelson yeah. Semedo yeah I don't um, like I don't like Adama really right good man yeah it's yeah, like mini, it's really mini Porto bro yeah but uh, just to add into the fact that Wolves were known to be defensively resolute last season but I don't really see that happening a lot this season because uh, the Johnny's out and Johnny's a big part of their defence yeah you could say that volley as well but Johnny's a big miss yeah. on that left-hand side. Yeah. And we don't really know how... I I mean, I've seen clips of Nelson Semedo, but we don't really know how he's going to perform in the uh, Premier League uh, against physically aggressive teams. So, I'm uh, just going to put the hot take out there that Wolves are not going to be as defensively solid as a team this season, but attacking-wise, they look really good. Most Wolves might just be that side who just tries to outscore you, you know, like... The new glass yeah, cannons. They're just good, yeah, exactly. And they are very capable of doing that. Um, I don't know how much they're going to miss Jota. Uh, I don't think so, according to, uh, like, Odin's performance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Um, I mean, he was never really, like, their main man. Like, he would he score wasn't really a talisman. Goals. Yeah, yeah exactly. he, he wasn't he really a talisman. I mean, Jimenez... Yeah, Jimenez is head and shoulders the talisman of Wolves. Yeah, yeah. Everything goes through him. Yeah. And um, uh, but but I I I saw that Ake started and he had a he had a really good game. Yeah, um, he's a good deputy. But the, e- even then, like you just said, City swept them aside in the first half. I looked at that lineup, right? It wasn't even like a full strength City side. It was Pep had given like half his squad like another week to rest up. This City team is. So stacked. I think it was enforced because like half their team has COVID nineteen. Oh wait, kind really? Of a, uh, kind of a yeah. Mares and Laporte were tested positive. I thought that was a, okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, Gunnigan yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Gunnigan followed up. So that's hey, uh, long, long may it continue. Jk, get well, <laughs> get well soon, guys. Get well. Ah, soon, but the guys. thing is that their their squad depth is pretty yeah. sick. They, yeah, I mean, even easily Bernardo the didn't play because he was injured as well, and Aguero's out. And they still managed to Sweet. easily swap yeah. the side a yeah. very good Wolves team. Yeah, it's gonna be a very. Yeah, it's not gonna I mean, be like it's not gonna be like it, last year. It, last year it's was gonna, an anomaly. It's gonna be yeah. It, it was gonna be it's gonna be Liverpool and City fighting for the title again, and then the rest of the idiots falling, <laughs> like at the back trying to catch up. Gareth Bale like just like, gives up halfway through the season, just to play golf. I mean, uh, that whole Gareth Bale signing. What do you think of it? Like just to just a quick touch upon it. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 have more to analyze when he actually plays. But I mean, it's not. A, it's a. I think it's a good move for all parties involved. I think 
on paper that Spurs front three as good as any front three in the league. It's just which Gareth Bale is going to show up. It's almost like he missed the whole of last season through injury. But instead of being injured, he was just not welcomed by Le, yeah, just, Le French just a, just a fun trivia. I was actually checking up on the new FIFA. Okay, I don't play FIFA anymore, but I was looking at the like uh, 83, right? ratings. No, no, dude, he's 79. No, I think that's fake. I think he's really no, 83. Yeah, I think the 79 oh, I, was I, fake. I, I, saw, I saw he had a 79 rating. I was like, there's no way. Dude, if Ozil is still 83, 84, there's no way Bale is 79. How is Ozil even relevant in, in the game anymore? Like, what Because, does, because what he, has he, a, he has a cool celebration, dude. What was his celebration? The it's just the, the, yeah, it's just the M. But I don't know, like, oh man, uh, Ozil. Cringe punch. Yeah, punch. yeah. Well, I, I really like Ozil as a non-Arsenal fan, but uh, I think, yeah, he's done. And we we talked about this last week, so RIP yeah, Ozil. And, and a friend of mine actually said that Ozil wanted to extend his contract at Arsenal, and I'm like, nah, any board with a brain wouldn't extend this broad's contract anymore. But you just said any board with a brain. I mean, if he, if he signed with United... Arsenal's board is kind of like... Yeah, yeah, he's a very... Yeah, he's a very United... Yeah, as in... Yeah. Oh God. Said, we're doing. We're if... doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> we have to stop, dude. We yeah, to... we have to stop. That's why United. United need to win this weekend so we can actually yeah to, to shut us up. We, we can talk them up. Like, I want to. I want to talk about good things about United, but yeah, so far... I want to say all this. I want to say all this at the wheel with like yeah, all my United and, friends and <laughs> non-ironically, right? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing would please me more to say all this at the wheel. Like Ferdinand style, oh my god, that clip is gold. I'm so <laughs> oh, glad we man, have that, that clip. clip. That clip, yeah. Dude, Ferdinand was a class player, but he's a shit pundit. He, he's so bad. He's, he actually said that, yeah, he, have you oh. seen the clip where he actually said that Newcastle fans should be thanking Mike Ashley for the state that they're, they're in right now, and he wasn't being sarcastic. What's the context? Like, what like what? He okay, Com- like like United fans oh sorry, uh Newcastle fans were complaining about, you know, because they yeah, really yeah, have a yeah, huge disdain yeah, for Mike Ashley. Yeah. And I think Ferdinand was on his payroll <laughs> at the point of time. In for something I don't know what. So Ferdinand actually said that oh you Newcastle Newcastle fans should be happy that Mike Ashley has been supporting them so much for these past few years. And then I was like, What do what are you even saying, man? He wasn't being sarcastic. He was actually faulting Newcastle fans for being too harsh on Mike Ashley. Bruh. And I was like, oh, bruh. Uh, yeah, I You're mean... so bad. The only United pundit... Or United pundits who are, you know, worth their 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 salt are Gary Neville and uh, Roy Keane, man. Like, Scholes... <laughs> Roy Keane. Scholes is the most biased guy I've ever listened to, like... For such a quiet guy on the field, he really talks a lot of shit, man. Yep, you're echoing my thoughts straight from there. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Enough slagging on uh, pundits. We... Quick, quick. Yeah, yeah, uh, we... Let's do yeah. a quick prediction for City Leicester, and then I'm gonna give my my fraud my fraud selection of the week before we end things off. Okay. Okay. Uh, I I was chatting with you offline in this and uh. Mm. Okay. I don't hate Leicester, but I think a lot of uh, <laughs> yeah people people are praising Leicester because of what they did a uh, pre-COVID yeah. lockdown when they actually had this very good run. But 
I actually see City walking all over Leicester in this. Their defense is suspect. I mean, James Justin. I mean, I have him on on fantasy Premier League, but yeah. he's not he's not a good defender in any way. So you choose the only decent guy. Johnny Evans is out with uh, his last game of suspension. Good. Yeah, Johnny Evans. Oh my God. And go on. Yeah. And Wilfred and Didi has been playing in place of Johnny Evans, and he's out with an injury. Uh, we we don't know the the severity of the injury yet, but it's started to started to uh, be a twelve week layoff for him. Wow, that's a big wrong. miss. That's a big big yeah, miss. Yeah, and Castani is new, and he hasn't actually played against uh proper teams yet. So he's gonna have a rude awakening when Sterling runs at him. Yeah, T Rex on uh, Monday night. Yeah, and uh, who's gonna play in place of Wilfred and Didi? It's gonna be Wes Morgan, who is a dinosaur. So I, I can only see bad things happening when he's up against players like. Uh, Wait, no, at centre back. Yeah, yeah. There's no yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> what? Who's gonna play cent- no, you see, there's they they have no centre backs that are available. You see, uh, and Didi is out. Okay. Evans is out. So Yunchu, yeah, So Yunchu is there, and who's gonna play right centre back? There's only Wes Morgan and Ryan Bennett, and you're not gonna put Ryan Bennett because he's not good. So you have oh to pick God. a poison and choose Wes Morgan. <laughs> yeah, that okay. Yeah, that I. I mean, I'm, I swear they had another like centre back, but it, I mean, I can't think of anyone. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with you on that, Wes Morgan. Um. Yeah, I I agree. I I see City. I'm actually changed my stance. I th- I was talking to you before we started recording, and I I was I was saying, um, City two nil, but the scoreline would not tell the full story. Like, I see this being you know complete domination from start to finish. And I mean I like I, you know I yeah. like Le- I like Leicester. I love me some B Rod. Um, I love Jamie Vardy, but. It's almost like a you know those those two. Uh, the, is it two wins for Leicester? Yeah, like they they were very unconvincing. Especially even the three 0 yeah, against West I Brom. Was, I was watching the yeah yeah just to touch on the three 0 against West Brom. I, West Brom should have scored, and uh, Justin should have been sent off. Yeah, I remember the challenge against the uh, West Brom right wing back Furlong. I thought it it, it kind of looked like a last man last ditch challenge, but. Referee deemed it a yellow card offense, so. And uh, they kind of kicked on from there. Okay, I know that Vardy scored two penalties in the game, but he was largely anonymous for that West Brom game. Yeah. He had uh, expected goals of 0.0 before the two penalties. I mean, he had two shots on target, and both of them were from the penalty spot. So I don't really see Leicester scoring in this game. The best they can hope for, in my opinion, is a smash and grab. And with that defense, yeah, it's I mean, it's gonna be a very Brandon tall Rogers order. isn't really a guy that's gonna do the park the bus and hit the guy on the counter, right? Mm, he's gonna. He's have not to. the type of manager. He's gonna have to because. But how are you gonna park the bus with Wes Morgan, James Justin, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. Castellani fella in defense? I I it's agree with you. I'm pretty confident on this one. I mean, yeah, hey, 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 but uh, if this it, is football, if it, right? if it the ball yeah. the, the ball is round, if the ball is round, if indeed. if it bites us on the ass, fair play to Leicester. But yeah, I can't see this. I said two 0 I'm actually gonna go one better, and I I think it's gonna be a route. I think four 0 Yeah, was West Morgan the swing factor? 
Not what? Yeah, a little bit. I I just think. Yeah, I just think uh, City gonna be too strong and. They look like they're on a mission this season. Yeah, they they look like I said this in episode one. They look pissed, man. Um, mm. but yeah, enough enough of City and Leicester. I'm gonna end this episode with our favorite segment of the show, Fraud Watch, and you know, yeah, we should actually have add a jingle or something like a. Fraud it's Watch it's jingle. coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's in the works. Like I've got I've got like an <laughs> intro. <laughs> I've got an, it. It's gonna just be Marco Silva like talking. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Fraud Watch is gonna bring me back to the start of the podcast, and I know I, I we've slacked them enough. But like I said, start winning games so we can stop chatting shit about you guys. It's gonna be good old Luke Shaw, okay? <laughs> Mister Potbelly. And my reasons for nominating Luke Shaw are as follows: He signed from Southampton, God knows how many years ago. I'm gonna I'm gonna just go out on a limb and say it's been six years. I'm probably wrong. It's probably been longer than that, but six years, okay? Yeah, sorry to cut you in on yeah, that, but uh, rem- I'm remembering Luke Shaw's days at Southampton, he wasn't as chunky as he is now. I actually looked up Luke Shaw Southampton photos, <laughs> and he was actually pretty slim. And compared to now, like he he actually blames it on his are genetics. We, are we fat shaming? Is this class- is classified as fat shaming? <laughs> no, we're not. We're just stating facts. I I want to do an anal like Rafa style. I want to do an analysis. Okay, how good. Actually, was Luke Shaw when United bought him? Was he even that good? I mean, doing his Southampton days, yeah, he was like, was he? He was up and coming. I mean, he was, he was doing Pochettino's reign, right? That Luke Shaw was introduced to the first team. Was it? Uh, or was it Ronald? It might, it might have been. It might have been Ronald Koeman. Oh okay. my god, we are going back, man! Like, yeah. yeah. But I, I need to do some forensic. Defensively good. I, I need to do some well. forensic shit, man. Like, I need to find out. I need to find some clips like he. I mean, <sighs> this this is classic Fuki Benter curse. Remember in episode one, I was yeah. uh, praising Luke Shaw on being defensively more sound than Chuel, and then he does this on the if, second game. If and you no, go, sorry, on their first game. If you go back to the episode one, right, you'll notice how quiet I got <laughs> when you started comparing him to Chuel. Because, to be honest, I was just like, all right. I, I was being. I, uh, I was giving. Yeah. Uh, no, no, okay, and not, you, like, <laughs> you, what you said is valid, but I'm not saying he's, like, a terrible player. Yeah, he's I, I not... mean, the, the stats, the stats backed it up. It backed yeah. what I said, but yeah. I don't know. He, he seems really off the pace this season. Maybe it was the one too many of the leftover Christmas turkey that he saved up. Christmas from, I don't like know. 2017, bro, but, like... <laughs> yeah, he's just never kicked on, man. Like, you'd expect someone who's been at the club for this long and who's had relatively no competition for that left back spot? Who's he had? Like, I off the top of my head, I can't, I can't. Y- yeah, um, who? Like Brandon Williams, Ashley um, Young. Yeah, exactly. That's my point, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is exactly. And Ashley Young was only forced into that position because Luke Shaw kept getting Wait, injured. Who, who signed Luke Shaw? Uh, was it Vengal? Uh, no. It, it 100% wasn't Marino because no, no, it wasn't Marino. Marino played young. Yeah, so I want to say it was I think Fergie. It was eh. Fe- no, it can't be Fergie. No, no, it can't be Fergie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Luke Shaw was had, a child. It, had, had to be. <laughs> had to yeah, be had Van to be Vengal, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, Vengal's signings were yeah, real stinkers. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. his only like good signing was Martial. 
I mean, right. good. Martial Ma- was a big Ma- girl sign. Ma- yeah, yeah. Mas- yeah. Martial, like, okay, fine. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shit on Martial. He's he's a good player. He's I, a good I, player. I, yeah. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but like, when I think Van Hal, I think of like Schneiderlin. I think oh, of the pie. I think Falcao. Di Maria. Di Maria. Was Di Maria his signing? Yeah, yeah. it was his. It was, full, right. it was his major blockbuster. Like, in, I was. I remember I was in. I was in army when that happened and. Yeah, basically, I, I was like, oh shit, United are back. And then, yeah, he proceeded to do fuck all. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, long story short, Luke Shaw, you better shape up or you're going in the gulag, man. Um, I just think he yeah. needs to nail down the left-back slot. It is right there for the taking. And yeah, I I'm, mean, sure lots no of, I'm sure lots of... Uni- exactly. I'm sure lots of United fans are like waiting I, for him uh, to kick on. Are United fans... Uh, sorry, are United going to sign Alex Telles? Or is it uh, just some smoke in the water? I mean, United are linked with like Earth, dude. Uh, I don't know who they're going to buy. Like, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, it, and uh, just to bring up one of our... Uh, one of the guys that has been frequently nominated on Fraud Watch, uh, James Rodriguez. Oh, I think no, we're gonna he's give out. Him, he's uh, out, yeah, yeah. How about we just give him one more game? No. And if he does, uh, he does something, we'll, we'll take him out of Fraud Watch. I mean, just for the lols, yeah. Yeah. We're yeah, gonna, we're gonna yeah. keep him inside. Okay. Can you imagine he just misses like a penalty or something and then we're just And he like, just straight back <laughs> in, yeah. We're like, ah, we, we told you he's a fraud. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Wait, who, who, who is the Everton penalty taker? Um, no, since Sigurdsson's not playing anymore. Calvert Lewin? He, dude, he can't take penalties for shit. Really? He has to be Harmes, right? Can Harmes take penalties? I mean, if he can take free kicks, penalties I mean, should be uh, yeah. no problem. I'm I'm sure we're going to find out this weekend. Uh, it uh, like... could be Richarlison. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good oh, shot. Dude, dude, imagine maybe, maybe Palace beats... Maybe it's Dinier? Yeah, imagine, imagine if Palace beats Everton, man. I mean, I can really see this happening. Yeah, like it's not it's not that crazy to think. <laughs> like, yeah, both both teams are with hundred percent records. I mean, something has to give, right? I'm just waiting for Pickford to get exposed, dude. Like, he's been lucky the last two games. Pickford not... is so bad. How is I mean, he England number one? I don't know, man. Um, yeah, but it's it's a minute. Uh, not a minute. It's an hour thirty. I really had fun this episode. Uh, too, I actually, w- I actually wish it could have gone a bit longer, but we're like it's midnight pretty much, and yeah, yeah we we're gonna save some of the good <laughs> stuff. <yeah. laughs> unlike unlike Luke, Sh- we, t- we like to do a good job at our jobs. Yep. Unlike Luke yep. Shaw, who doesn't seem to give a <laughs> shit. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end it off right here. Um, we hope right. you enjoyed episode three of Full Kit Banter. We're gonna be back here next week, and we're gonna be reviewing. Uh, the big, the bigger stories of the weekend. We hope you guys have a great weekend. This is Pascal and Yushin signing off. See you guys.